Hello, and welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined today by the one person who can see right through me, Heather. That's right. I can tell there's a desk right behind you. <laughs> Wait. But... <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions or comments. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. We have a fantastic show planned for you today. Today, we are going to talk about being transparent in our marriage about our spending. Well, let's just take a time out. I think it's being transparent about all money stuff, not okay. just the spending. Okay. What we... if I want to hoard and save a bunch of money? All right, all let's right, all right. Let's not pick on our favorite spenders today. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> let, let's broaden it out to money in general. Let's just be transparent with our spouses about money or spouse i don't have spouses I, I, I was gonna say how many spouses do you have i was talking about collectively as an audience <laughs> we have spouses got um, it but keep digging yeah <laughs> i'm trying this is starting really well for you oh gosh this this episode's already a disaster for me <laughs> so why why is this an important topic for us well i i guess hiding you, you i probably don't need to tell this to you but but hiding spending hiding money hiding Hiding things in your marriage is going to cause problems. It doesn't have to be money. Hiding stuff in your marriage isn't a good thing. Would you yeah, agree? This is very shocking news coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> I'm sure this is the first time anyone has ever heard this. That uh, That's why we're your wise podcast problems. sages, that's right? That's right. Because exactly. we have this in, this this insight that no one coming else has. Coming at you that you've never heard. <laughs> yeah, I think this really goes for anything. So just just the, the highlight there is hiding stuff from your spouse is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that about wraps up the podcast for today. <laughs> Thank you or, so much for joining. Or spouses. <laughs> <laughs> or hiding another spouse from your spouse. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. So th- this is a big deal because um, hiding hiding money, hiding spending from your spouse can, especially hiding spending from your spouse, can get you into trouble. It can lead to getting into serious debt. It can make it harder for you to reach your goals together. And... All this builds frustration, it builds resentment, it builds mistrust, it builds basically all these negative things that that you don't want in your marriage are going to then start to develop. And ultimately that can lead to divorce. Yeah, and I think think that if you are hiding money or anything, I think that's really a symptom of bigger issues. Mm -hmm. I think hiding you know, there, there's a deeper problem or issue there that you need to unpack and understand why you're doing that kind of behavior. Yeah, that's a really good point because if you're hiding money, you're doing it for a reason. You either, maybe maybe your spending is out of control and you're embarrassed by it and you don't want that to, that you don't want your spouse to be aware of that. Maybe you don't trust your spouse or your spouse doesn't trust you and for that reason, you feel like you need to you need to hide hide the the cash or hide the um, hide the spending, and so there's there's a trust problem there. There could be there could be a fear of being rejected. Maybe you're spending money or on something that they don't necessarily agree with, or and 
you don't want to have to run it by them and they're going to say no, they're going to shut you down, you feel like they're always shutting you down, which is a problem. Um, and then, I don't know, there, there, one other thing that, that came to mind here is that I've, I've heard that some people will stash money away, especially if they're in a bad relationship, as an escape plan. And I would say there that that again, like, okay, if you're stashing money away because there's an escape, you need an escape plan from your spouse, then you clearly have marriage problems. So I think basically these are all symptoms of a bigger issue. Hiding money, hiding spending is a symptom of a bigger issue. Agree. Agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I don't think this podcast is for those people. If you need to get out of your marriage, you need to get out of marriage. This is for people that... Right. Um you want to work on your marriage and... exactly exactly yeah we're not we're not here to um yeah try try to keep anybody in a in a marriage that's destructive and harmful or anything like that um so th- this is a problem for for a lot of couples because uh i i think i think they couples don't always understand their spouse's feelings or thoughts about money you know so they right th- there there could be um this becomes an issue because there's there's a lack of understanding on what their spouse needs and that need isn't being addressed. And anytime you have a situation where needs aren't being addressed, then those needs are going to be addressed in some other way. And oftentimes that other way can be harmful, it can be uh, dysfunctional, and I would say this is one of those ways that dysfunction can surface. Agreed. And I think a lot of the time you don't understand what your spouse is thinking or feeling about money. It's because you never talked about it, which I think is another reason. Have have we talked at all about the need to talk about money with your spouse on this podcast before? (laughs) I think communication is probably the word we're using most about this podcast. (laughs) But um, yeah, I, I think you need... A lot of people think you don't need to be open about it. Money is a private topic. You know, you shouldn't speak openly about it. And I think this is really true because you spend your whole life learning to not talk about money. This is such a taboo topic. It's private. It's personal. You know, you shouldn't talk about your salary or what you're making or anything. You know, you learn that this is super private. And then all of a sudden you get married and you're expected to share 100% with your spouse. And depending on when you get married in life, that's that's a huge change. So it's hard to just switch a flip on this and be like, okay, something that I've been told my whole life I need to keep in. Now I have to be transparent. And I'm not saying that that's right, that we tell society you shouldn't be open and transparent just in general, but that's how it is is, realistically. And so it is hard to all of a sudden just switch a flip or flip a switch and be like, okay, let me just lay out everything to you. Right. Yeah. It's a big shift. And and I think that gets at another point around how we don't really have examples of this. A lot of people don't have examples of other couples doing this, right? Because it's so private, because it's something we don't talk about, because it's something we don't share. And and that's one of the things we're hoping to alleviate with this, with these conversations is, is to bring some, some light to the fact of no, like healthy, healthy discussions need to happen around this, around this. This is important. And I think, I think that's one of the best things you can do if you're a parent to model this behavior to your kids, to have them see you and your spouse talking openly about money. I've heard recently from some people on a different podcast that they grew up with their parents openly talking about it. And it's like they have a very 
good, transparent way with money and there's, they're doing well. And so I think, I think you as a parent, if you have children, this is a, a great change you can make for your children's life to model this behavior of talking openly. Um, I remember growing up, I feel like the conversations I did here were mostly arguments from my parents, like when the credit card statement would come or, um, and that know. can train you that, that money is a terrible thing to talk about because it always results in fights. Right, right, exactly. And not that you aren't going to fight as a couple. And I think it's okay for kids to also see model proper arguing and because you're not always I'm working get through along. things. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that this is a great way to, to model that, hey, it's okay and you should talk about money. And yeah, change the change the story. Exactly. And and I think this becomes a problem at the core of it, to me at least, it becomes a problem because there's ultimately a, a lack of trust. Ooh, now you're getting spicy. Oh, really? Spicy. <laughs> oh, I like spice. But but and I mentioned this before, but but trust is really at the, the root of this. Like if you don't trust your spouse to make the right decisions with money, if you don't trust that your spouse has your best interests in mind, if you don't trust if basically if you don't trust your spouse completely then issues with money come up and i'll admit like yes there have been moments where i haven't trusted heather you completely with spending and i'm sure there are instances where you haven't trusted me completely with my amount of of, of saving and i think that's where we need where we have to have these conversations to to get on the same page, to establish that trust, to build up, to maintain that trust. Yeah, I did say it's spicy, but I, I do agree that it is true. Um, it, you know, I think it's it is hard to trust people, especially when it comes to money, and not even just your spouse, but people in general. Money is such a, I don't know, polarizing well, topic. You it's, put so much time into I right. mean, working for it. It's hard. It represents hard work. It represents hours and hours, years of of work. Right. And so it is, I think it, it, this is something that you really have to work on trusting people, but definitely your spouse. And, and there's a spectrum on this, right? So it, it, it could just be a lack of not thinking you're thinking you, you don't need to talk about it. Um, but on, on the other end, it could be that someone is being very deliberate. So it could be an unintentional, uh, I just don't want to talk about it. I'm, I'm going to avoid this. Or it could be, no, I'm intentionally and deliberately hiding money from my spouse, hiding spending from my spouse very intentionally. And so on that spectrum, I think you need to establish, okay, where where is this situation at um, before you, you react in a certain way, before you lash out. Don't Certainly don't lash out at your spouse when you're having these conversations. Um, but just be aware that that it might not be as intentional as you originally think it is. I agree. And I think if you're questioning this or realizing you're not communicating, I think you need to start, you give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Give them the benefit of the doubt that this is just, they didn't realize you shouldn't be talking about it, that it's not intentional and not deliberate. You know, give them the benefit. Um, they, maybe they just, again, they didn't see it modeled. They've never really talked about it and they just didn't know they should. And I think this is like any expectation in a marriage. And I think we've talked about this in previous episodes. It's if you're not aligned on what the expectation is, if you think the expectation is we don't talk about this, then that's how you're going to behave. And so, for example, when we got married, I had this expectation that like the inside household chores 
where Heather's responsibilities in the outside household chores were David's. I have no idea where that came from. Maybe probably growing up, even though my mom did mow the lawn and stuff. <laughs> but I, for some reason in my head, I just thought David's going to do the yard and I'll do the inside house. You know, very traditional old school 60s behavior, right? And that was definitely not David's expectation. And it's really um, funny because you're not very a very traditional <laughs> like 50s stay-at-home wife kind of girl either. I know. I don't know where it came <laughs> from, but it was just this expectation that I had. And I didn't even know it was there until all the arguments came. And it's like, why aren't you mowing the lawn? It's like, why aren't you helping? You know, why are you know? And so... Again, this is the same thing with talking about money. It's it's an expectation that either of you have of not talking about it or talking about it. And so you just need to verbalize that and make sure you're on the same page. And so we, we've talked a little bit about like the, the issues with uh, hiding money or hiding spending. But what does this actually look like? How does this actually manifest itself? One of the things, one of the examples that came to my mind is a, a great story about um, my grandma and how she would stash stuff away in her closet for months. Like, she didn't want to tell my, my grandpa about the stuff, and so she was known to, to buy stuff at the mall, throw it in the closet, and it would sit there for months, and then eventually she'd bring it out and, uh, and, and say, oh, it, my, my grandpa would ask, oh, what, what, is that something new? And she'd say, oh, no, we've had it for months. <laughs> and, which was true. It just wasn't <laughs> out. It just wasn't story. being used. And and so smart woman. Well, no, I'm just kidding. And 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 the justification <laughs> for doing that, of course, is that she would think, oh, well, he never lets me buy new stuff. So, so therefore, it's justified. Now, you know, it's a cute story. It's it's a funny story, um, but I would say it's a little dysfunctional as well. Yeah. And I think we all have a little bit of that in our lives. Um, another another thing that I've, I've seen friends do is they, they have their own credit card. Or um, I guess I'm not aware of a secret credit card, but I'm sure people have secret credit cards out there. And the justification for that, of having that individual credit card that your spouse doesn't see the, the statement of, or a secret credit card, I think that this, the justification is oftentimes, I need my freedom, I need my privacy, I don't, I don't want somebody else to tell me what I can and can't do. It's, it's that lack of freedom that they're trying to go for. And, and they feel justified doing it. And, and, and then the, the third thing I was thinking of was um, just hiding money, like hiding cash in general. And the just justification for this is that they feel like they need that security. They don't necessarily trust that the other spouse won't spend that money if it's sitting in the bank account. Or they don't trust that they'll have access to it when they need it. Or they're saying, well, my spouse is spending all this money, so I need to, to, to have money sitting for me as well. I, again, it's, it's a lack of, lack of trust here. And, uh, but, but with all of these examples that I'm pulling up, I, in each case, this, the, the person taking the action feels very justified. They feel like they are in the right for doing this. And uh, I think that's an important thing to remember when you when you're looking at your marriage is what am I doing that might that I might be making justifications for that I shouldn't. No, that's a really good point. I'm really again, it's about giving the person the benefit of doubt, understanding why they're doing it because again, this is a symptom, right? To your point, there's always a reason of why they're doing it, and so really understanding the why and what's making them feel that way. Exactly. Um, so, how do we want to? If, if, if you want to change 
your marriage, if you want to start to implement more transparency in your marriage, um, I think we should talk about a few things that, that people could do in order to um, make that more a reality. Right. So you've you've said this this T word a lot in this episode <laughs> we both have about create you know lack of trust. So if there is a lack of trust, then you need to do something about that and try to create a trusting environment or culture. So it's time to do the trust fall exercise. Okay. Okay. Stand up on the table. I'll, I'm back here. That's right. Uh, let's hope I'm strong enough. <laughs> I love that. Um, and to me, I mean, this is hard to do. Hopefully, uh, you know, you're able to to work through this. But you know, trust 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 is composed of two things. It's composed of character and it's composed of competency. So when you're lack, doubting someone's character, you're doubting someone's competency, that's where you start to have issues. At least that's what we learn in the business world. So I'm trying to apply that to personal life <laughs> yeah. because no, it's I've, fair. I've run into this more so in, in business and in teams where there's a lack of trust. And so I think those are the two areas that you need to kind of look at and say, how do we how do we build that trust again? And yeah, so I think those are two great points. Um, communicating regularly in addition to, to trust is really important. We talked about communi- the importance of communication earlier. And again and again, it seems to come up in every episode. Communication is critically important. You need to be having those budget discussions on a regular basis. You need to be ha- dreaming together and having those shared goals. If you have those things in place, if you're talking about that on a regular basis, talking about money all the time like that, it's going to be normal. Like you can't help but be transparent, and you're going to want to be transparent. Um, and now, yeah, I totally I, go ahead. Yeah, I think this is such an easy concept. Well, of course, you should talk about it. Like, oh, communicate, communicate. It's such an easy button answer, but it is hard to actually implement and do consistently in your marriage. Your point. So you just need to practice it. You just need to be doing it, and then it'll it will become natural. And I would say that we are probably weirdos. Um, we are not the normal because we do talk a lot about money. Obviously, we're having a podcast on this topic. So we get that we are not your average Joe on this. But I do think people probably tend to go a lot the other way of not talking at all. So there's probably a happy medium here. And I just want to remind you, Heather, like when we started doing this, when we started our budget, we we didn't talk a lot about money. We talked about money, but not, not this much. True. And so... We had, it took us a while starting our budget. It took us several months of doing the budget, going through the pain of that. And it was painful at first before it became. There were some tears. (laughs) There were. From this girl. (laughs) (laughs) So like we had a lot of conversations that didn't go well. And we worked through those conversations that didn't go well before we, before it became a regular habit. So this isn't something we just stepped into and said, oh, this is easy. We're just going to do this. Um, and then, and then having laying ground rules, I think, can also be very important Boo. in establishing transition. Just kidding. Transparency. <laughs> well, gra- when, and when I say ground rules, I mean things like, hey, th- this is what we're allowing and what we're not allowing. Like, do we do we want to allow someone in the marriage to have a credit card that we maybe we see a balance on, but we don't see any of the transactions? Um, do we want someone to have that pile of cash sitting there and maybe it's unknown how big that is or whatever it is. Is that okay? Um, And maybe in your marriage it is okay, but at least establish 
what those ground rules are. Yeah, I was joking when I booed on the rules. Again, to me, this is like the expectation conversation. Exactly. You just need to make sure you're on the same page about how you're going to do it. Yeah, if you want to be able to stockpile cash or have these secrets, just be open about it. That's like how I feel in playing board games. I like to cheat <laughs> at board games, but at least I'm open about it that, hey, I'm going to cheat. To me, then that's fine. It's out there. The expectation's been laid. Yeah. That... <laughs> <laughs> And if you say you're going to cheat, then I'm just not playing. Then I'm just not playing with you. That's how it is. Um, And then, as I'm sure you've you've no doubt already realized, like it, this is really only an issue if you have merged finances, right? That's where it's mostly an issue. But that doesn't mean you you shouldn't be talking about it. Of course, you need to be talking about this merged or separate. You got to be talking about this this this. talking about this on a regular basis and setting these expectations. So you don't get a pass just because you're separate finances. That's great. So uh, time for you to practice a little transparency with your spouse. So we would like to challenge you to think about whether this is something you are doing. How often do you and your spouse actually talk about money? Um, Should uh, you should be talking also, not arguing. <laughs> However, there might be some arguments, but we want you to be talking regularly as a couple. So start the conversation, so, you know, start talking about the expectations and, and try to up your game on frequency. So David, where do you think we struggle the most with transparency around money in our marriage? Ooh, okay. Um, I think it's about the... I think it's really around unplanned things. So now this is me probably getting to be a little bit petty. It's about to get real in here, people. <laughs> we saved the drama till the end. I, I now arguably I'm being a bit petty, but I feel like every once in a while there's there's things where it's like, oh, you know, we might have run out and grabbed a coffee and hit it and threw it in the trash and. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, not a big deal. I'll admit, not a big deal. Um, But it's like, okay, clearly there was something here that was trying to be hid from me, right? So that that type of thing, not a big deal. So I would say this, overall, I would say this really isn't a huge issue in our marriage, which is maybe why I'm having a, a pretty easy time talking about this versus other topics, because I feel like we've been pretty transparent. Yeah, I mean, um, I wrote down the same thing. I, I I think I do struggle with being transparent on some of the small spending purchases that aren't in the plan. So if I go to Starbucks or if I want to go get a blizzard at Dairy Queen, um, or even sometimes like if I have dinner out with a friend that wasn't planned. And most of the time I can use my pocket money, so you don't have to know what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. It's just coming out of my my little cash pile. But on occasion, you know, maybe I'll have a nice dinner with a friend um, that was not in the budget or planned. And I struggle to come clean on it in the price tag. Um, but I think it causes more arguments by not coming out with it instead of waiting for budget committee. But I don't want to live a life where it's like, well, that wasn't in the budget to go have that dinner. But um, so but I know you're going to hold me to the budget. So, yeah, I think that's something we have. The to budget's work. there for a reason. <laughs> to me, it's more of a guide <laughs> than, 
it's more of a principle than a rule. It's like counting, you know, being principle-based versus rule-based. It's like, this is the concept we're trying to follow. We're not living by the laws, you know. Just like how Jesus freed us from the laws. Like, we need to love each other is, follow. So on your, in, your, in your accounting, <laughs> that's how you approach accounting, is you can be freed from the law? It's principles, not you don't, rules. You anyway. don't have to. So <laughs> I, I think we agree that we've got a little issue to work through there. So it's good. But but I'm glad I, to hear it's my issue. It's good to know. Oh gosh, oh gosh. <laughs> okay, I I'm sure I am not perfect. I apologize. I am not doing a very good job. No, um, you are perfect. No, I I'm not perfect. I'm just. That's why we're good on this podcast. I balance the per- oh my gosh. That's not true. With the real person in the world. That's not true. Um, so we do have a question today from none other. Then our favorite listener, our favorite question answerer, I should say, or question asker, Jeannie. <laughs> Jeannie's Thanks, writing Jeannie. in again. Thank you for writing in again, Jeannie. Jeannie asks, and it's really a good question for this conversation. She asks, how does a person save money for their spouse's birthday present or special thoughtful gift? Where does that money come from? I'm not talking about a little $50 gift. What about a 200 to $500 gift? Ooh. That's a good question, especially when we were talking about not hiding money. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're asking you to hide. Now we're asking you to hide. There are some times when it's good to hide. Is this one of them? I think so. Okay. So for me, if you can cash flow, even if it's two to five hundred dollars, if you can cash flow it in the month, just do it and hope they don't see the transaction. Or you can take out some cash if you don't want them to see where you're buying it um, and purchase it. I, I think in this instance, it is okay to hide. However, if you do need to save for it and you have a budget and you have someone who's really strict on the budget, like my husband, <laughs> um, you know, I think that you can either got a couple options. You can use your fund money and then have the family repay you because it shouldn't come out of your fund money. Or um, you can pull from your general savings account. Hopefully you have a little bit of not your emergency fund, but hopefully you have like maybe a general savings account that you can pull from. Um, I don't really I don't think you should let something get in your way of surprising your spouse. I think it's very awesome to, it's really nice to do a special present or a thoughtful gift. And as long as you have the money to pay for it, I think that it's okay to find ways to to get around and to surprise them. David, your thoughts? I think that's a really good answer. I was going to lead um, by saying I don't do this very well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have our dog surprising me. I, I don't really surprise you. So, the the one time I really wanted to surprise Heather, I w- was I was buying her a tennis bracelet, and which I'd always wanted. She had always wanted this thing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna surprise her with this." And so then, but it it required me transferring money from another account, and then it required me um, making this purchase. And Heather's really good about watching what transactions happen on the bank account, and. So she saw this large purchase go through, and she didn't say anything about it, but she kind of knew. And anyway, the point is, is I'm kind of terrible at this, so maybe I'm the wrong person to give advice on this. But um, my suggestion would be to um, certainly, like Heather said, buy it, buy it as close to possible as the date to the date that you want to give it to the person, um, if you're able to cash flow it, just so they can't see the transaction. Um, 
and maybe at, or maybe at gift giving times you agree you're just not going to be looking at those accounts right and you're not going to look at transfers that have to happen and if you're pulling this if you're doing some saving and you're, you're pulling this out of your savings account um yeah just agree yes we're not going to be looking at those transactions during the the month month of december for christmas or the month of your birthday or whatever that might be or um and like I said, I'm hesitant to say stash away cash, but I think in this one instance, this this is probably an okay time to to do that as well. So, yeah, I, I think I think that's that's a good good answer. So, <laughs> I'll give myself a pat on the back for that, even though I'm not doing a very good job with I'm you. I'm glad on you this. approve of you know gifts for your surprise gifts for your spouse. That's a good. I'll, I'll I'm glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> So I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. We would love to hear how your conversations about money have gone or to take your questions on a future episode. You can email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Also, please rate and review us on iTunes as that continues to help us reach more people. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in the